everyone to Victory Baptist Church this morning. We've got a treat today. Brother Bob Lee is going to be doing our Sunday school hour and then preaching the morning service. So be praying for him. I'll be praying for him and Joanne as they minister. And uh, before he comes, we're just going to open up Sunday school with prayer. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the day that you blessed us with. Lord, I thank you for the rain that you gave us during the night. Father, I thank you for the privilege that it is to come to the house of God. Lord, to come and to worship. Father, to hear the word, your precious word, taught and preached this morning. And Father, I pray that you'll just be with Brother Bob as he brings the Sunday school hour. Father, give him that liberty that he needs. Lord, give him the power that's needed. And Father, as your word goes forth, Lord, help us to do nothing that would quench the moving of the Holy Spirit in our life. Lord, help us to center our minds on what you have for us, what's given. And Father, allow the word of God to sink deep into our heart. Father, that we may be not just hearers of the word, Lord, but doers of the word. And Father, we'll give you the glory and the praise for all that's accomplished today. We ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Brother Bob, I'll Uh, thank you, Preacher uh, preacher Tony. <laughs> That's what your wife told me to call you, so I mean, I'm just doing, I'm just obeying. <laughs> I've learned to obey after 61 years. <laughs> uh, thank you, Tony, for allowing me to teach your Sunday school class. And uh, thank you very much. And uh, Preacher, thank you for allowing me to be here this morning. Thank you for your kindness. And uh, God bless you. Lane, God bless you. Good to see you this morning. Understand you're a lot poorer today for some reason. And I don't know what their reason is, but you're a lot poorer than you were yesterday. And uh, I understand and I can sympathize with you. And uh, we had three girls. So, well, Joanne and I, we're glad to be here this morning. This is my precious wife sitting right here on the third pew. And uh, we have been married uh, 61 years, and uh, I am very grateful for her. Uh, when uh, she gets to heaven, uh, she's going to have a big reward. And for several reasons, uh, she's going to have a big reward because, number one, she was a pastor's wife. And uh, for many, many years, now she didn't know that she was going to be a pastor's wife. Because when we got married, I didn't know I was going to be a preacher. <laughs> and uh, that's a good reason, amen. And, uh, but uh, she has been so faithful, and I'm so grateful for her. Uh, the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans, I'm not going to teach from Romans right now, but I just want to give this. The, the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans chapter 1, and uh, in verse 8 said... Uh, First, And then he said, first I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. And so I want to thank you, Joanna, and I want to thank you for your help, your prayers, and all that you do for us. Um, Joanna and I, we, we, uh, I, had, I had the privilege to pastor for 32 years. And then after the 32 years, I got started late. <laughs> 
Um, I didn't get saved till I was 27. And then go to school till I was 30. And uh, when Joanne and I were um, in school in college and in Bible college, and the folks there called us mom and pop. And they'd come in and say, well, pop, I got a problem. Oh, mom, I've got a problem. And, uh, but after pastoring for 32 years, uh, the Lord led us with Mount Pisgah Scripture printing. We print Bibles. And we give them to missionaries free of charge. Doesn't cost the missionary anything. We cover seven states. Florida to Virginia. West Virginia and Tennessee. And uh, so, Joanne and I, we thank you for all that you do for us. And I suppose maybe the older you get, oh, you're more grateful. And more thankful. And I'm grateful and thankful that the Lord has allowed me to stay in the ministry and do what I do. And uh, there's not anything greater than opening up the book that made America great and preaching from this book. Or teaching from this book. And there's not anything any greater than that. And I haven't lost my, my passion. I haven't lost my purpose in, uh, in doing it. And I, you know, that's all the Lord's work. And I thank God for that. Um, God has been so good to us, and I did not. I, w- I was not raised in a Christian home. I, r- I was raised in a good home, good moral home. Mom and Dad were hard workers, and they didn't take any baloney from the boys, especially. <laughs> and uh, they were just—they were good folk, but they just were not saved. And uh, they didn't get saved after I got saved. I didn't get saved, like I said, until I was twenty-seven. And uh, so, um, what Joanne and I do is, we go into churches, and we encourage them to help us with paper, to print Bibles. Uh, This is, and the thing I like about it is that uh, everything that a church gives, everything that an individual gives for paper, goes to paper. I do not get any of it, I do not get a percentage of it. Um, I do not get covered for expenses. I have to cover my own expenses. Uh, Motel rooms, food, um, everything, automobiles. I have to cover all of my expenses. And uh, that's where you have helped us so so very, very much. And so when the preacher called me from uh, Mount Pisgah and said, um, Brother Lee, we need help. We have missionaries calling us. Bibles. We have no paper to print the Bibles. We need somebody to help us. And uh, the Lord just laid it on Joanne and I's heart, and we didn't, I mean, we didn't get support. I mean, we just, we just started going to churches and preaching, trusting God to help us, and He has. And uh, it's been now 12, this is our 12th year, and somebody asked me the other day, how long are you going to keep doing this, preacher? You're 81 years of age. How long are you going to... I mean, why don't you slow down? Why don't you quit? And, well, I, I reckon I will one day. And, uh, but I don't know when. And uh, it may be, I don't know, just how the Lord works it out. But, um, I'm, you know, I'm grateful. I'm thankful to God for His mercy, for His grace, for His love, for His protection, uh, for His provision, uh, for all of the things that He gives each one of us, not just me. 
but to each one of us. Isn't it great to be saved? Amen. Know the Lord. Know that when you die, you're going to heaven. Right. And I don't know of anything greater. I don't know of anything any better. I, I do know something that's really wonderful, and that's to be able to place a Bible into the hands of somebody who doesn't have a Bible. Uh, we have a book table on the back there, a Bible table with uh, Bibles here. We, we, um, we have added our 26th language. Uh, it was only 16 when I started with Mount Pisgah. Uh, we added our 26th language, which, which is the Ukrainian language. And uh, some of the language, of course, we uh, print in English, Spanish, German, Swahili, um, Tagalog, Wabano, French, French Creole, Russian, Thai, Madagascar, uh, Carfinia, which is um, a language in, in Honduras, Cambodia, uh, Cambodian, uh, Korean, Portuguese. And uh, we, we, we print in these 27, of course, more than this, these 15 languages, 16, 17 languages, and and uh, we, we print in 26 different languages. Uh, we print, this, this is John in Romans. This is a Spanish John in Romans. Uh, this is a New Testament. We print all of them. We print the whole Bible. We print all three of them. This Wednesday night, I was in, I was in a church, and uh, him, the preacher and I, we were talking and so forth, and he said... Uh, this is before he knew what I did and so forth and the different, ver uh, different uh, Bibles that we printed. And, and he said, um, do you print John and Romans? I said, yes, sir. We print John and Romans. We print the New Testament. Uh, we print the whole Bible. He said, I've got to get with you. He said, God has laid upon my heart to put a John and Romans in every house in Pennsylvania County. And he said, I want every house in Pennsylvania County to have a portion of God's Word. Now, we can print 12 of these for what we can print a whole Bible. And so what he wanted, and missionaries all around the world, they're calling us and saying, we want John and Romans, we want John and Romans, we want something that's evangelistic that we can hand out. And I've been to my neighborhood and I've given away these New Testaments. And this is our military New Testament. It's got the uh, pictures of the five branches. And I'm really excited about the fourth one. And it says the United States Marine Corps. <laughs> Simplify. I know a whole lot about it. I've forgotten a whole lot of it, and I'd like to forget a whole lot more about it. But anyway, and uh, th this, is, uh, this is something that, that you can use, that you can give to other people. We... I'll print a lot of these in the United States of America. And, and uh, America needs God. Right. America needs the Bible. Right. And as many homes, you never know when somebody you give a Bible to, a New Testament or John and Romans, that they'll take it home sometime, someplace. They're going to need it in their life because they're human. Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of troubles. And so trouble's going to come to that household. Trouble that he can't handle or she can't handle. And if this is there, you know what I find? I find that most folks in my area do not have a Bible in their home. Living in the United States of America. Where you and I have many. And they don't have any. And so 
we have, uh, even in the back of it, and it's good type, even I can read it. And it's good type, and uh, doesn't run together. Uh, in the back of it, we have a discipleship program with uh, 12 lessons. It tells somebody after they get saved about tithing, about uh, compassion, about uh, church membership, about uh, baptism, uh, giving, all of those things. And before that, this is, uh, th- this is really good too. And uh, we have um, a, well, there's a special message for you. And uh, then we have a place there where you can take this Bible and lead somebody to the Lord. And all of that's found in this little New Testament. And, of course, the John and Romans and uh, the whole Bibles. This uh, past uh, year with uh, Mount Pisgah. By the way, this is our 50th anniversary. Uh, Mount Pisgah Scripture Printing is not a fly-by-night organization. It's been around now for 50 years. Um, we, have, we shipped out of the print shop in Oliver Springs, Tennessee, this year, or 23, this is 24 now, 23, 1,463,164 Bibles. We placed those in, in the hands of missionaries. Uh, we have missionaries all the time calling. Can you give us some whole Bibles? Can you give us John and Romans? Can you give us whatever? We had some missionaries that were in Cuba. And um, they got with the print shop and said, Can you print us 3,000 whole Spanish Bibles? And uh, we, 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 need, we want to give them to the soldiers in Cuba. And you can't. You can't just get Bibles into Cuba. They won't allow them. So uh, the print shop said, yes, we'll provide you with 3,000 whole Spanish Bibles. And they did. And, and they shipped them to, we shipped them to Nicaragua. From Nicaragua, they picked them up and got them into Cuba. We learned about two or three months later that the Bibles had arrived in Cuba. And a few months later, we got another phone call from the missionaries there. And they said, listen... The 3,000 whole Bibles we have given them away on the streets to the soldiers in Cuba. Can you provide us 12,000 more? So we printed 12,000 more whole Spanish Bibles. Same thing, shipped them to Nicaragua. They got them into Mexico. Joint and I were in a missions conference uh, down in not Gainesville, Georgia. It's right on the Georgia line. Um, I'll think about it when the service is over. And, uh, huh? Uh, speak up. Hinesville. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, honey. Hinesville, Georgia. And uh, she's my mouthpiece, too. And <laughs> she's my brain, too. <laughs> uh, in Hinesville, Georgia. And uh, we were in a missions conference. That I was there. There was a missionary that had just come out of Cuba. Uh, he was a missionary to the Jews. There was a missionary with BIMI going to, uh, um, going to, South, going to South Korea. And uh, so I presented uh, Mount Pisgah Scripture Printing, and he came running up to me after the service, and he said, Brother Lee, Brother Lee, Brother Lee, I just came out of Cuba. And he said, I saw those Bibles being given away on the streets of Cuba. And here's what he said. He said, I was talking to the soldier 
And I was witnessing uh, to the soldier, and the soldier said, hey, he, he said, hey, fella, he said, I just got saved him in long ago. And uh, he said, well, tell me about it. How'd you get saved? He said, well, he said, these folks were passing out Bibles. And he said, I got one of them. And he said, I took it home, laid there for a while. He said, then I began to read it. He said, I read the Bible and I trusted Jesus as my Savior. Amen. You see, we get Bibles into places where missionaries have to leave. The Word stays. And that's the, that, that's the good thing about it. This is our 50th um, anniversary. Uh, Joanne and I have uh, prayed about uh, what we're uh, uh, desiring is that uh, we, would, um, we would like to raise $50,000 ourselves for paper. Uh, Joanne and I, we give for paper just like churches do, just like individuals do. Because we believe that it's, uh, I, you know, I don't, I, you know, I'm a little prejudiced, but I don't believe there's anything greater. And we're going to talk about in just a moment some of the sacrifices that people gave to give us this Bible. And I don't know of anything any greater. The only way I know that I'm going to heaven is because of the Bible. The only thing I know about God mostly except the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork and day unto day utter speech and night unto night showeth knowledge and there is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. And I know God speaks through creation but that's not enough for folks to get saved. And so I don't know of anything greater than placing within the hands somebody with a precious book called the Bible, God's Holy Amen. Word. And uh, so we're trying to raise a, a, a roll of paper that costs $1,200. We can print between four and 500 depending on the size of the roll, whole Bibles. Um, we can print about 1,200 New Testaments. Uh, we can print about 4,400 John and Romans. And uh, so that's, um, that's my prayer, that's my heartbeat, um, that God would uh, provide uh, uh, this through us. And like I said, everything that goes for paper, I don't get any of it. Joanne doesn't get any of it. It goes for paper. And I like that because you work hard for your money. And you want to know where it goes. And you want to know that, hey, listen, if you give $1,200, a thousand is not going to everybody else but for the purpose of which it was given. And so everything goes for paper. Wherever I go, all the churches, individuals, they give specifically for paper goes to paper. And uh, as I said, I, you know, I really like that. As I said, my name's Brother Lee. My wife's name is Joanne. I was in a church recently, and the guy said, I know you. He said, I, he said, I know your face. He said, now let me see. Uh, I can't remember your name. Oh, he said, you the Bible man. I'd been there before. And uh, I said, uh, hey, I like that name. The Bible man. That's a good name, amen? And uh, the Bible man. So I'm not only... Brother Lee, uh, I'm the Bible man. And uh, so that's about what we're doing at Mount Pisgah. 
And of course, I'll be around after the Sunday school class if you have any questions to uh, ask about Mount Pisgah and uh, what all we're doing and, and uh, so forth. You, you know, you, you let us know. Um, I'm, I'm still thrilled about uh, this blessed book called the Bible. I want to uh, just remind you of a gentleman uh, by the name of, of um, William Tenendale. Uh, John Wycliffe, uh, some of you know about John Wycliffe, and uh, he was uh, killed for his stand on Scripture and all the other things and, and uh, so forth. But I really like the man William Tyndale. And because uh, William Tyndale was the first person to translate the Bible, the, the, the New Testament, into English. We have the New Testament into English because of William Tenendale. Um, William Tenendale believed two things that I really love. Uh, he believed that the Bible alone should determine the practices and doctrines of the church. The Bible alone. You agree with that? Say amen. amen. I think the only people really believe that are Baptists. Everybody else got some kind. They got works entitled with it. Yeah, I know, but you got to get baptized. Oh, you know, you got to live good enough to go to heaven. I'm sure glad you don't have to live good enough to go to heaven. I never would have been there. I never would make it. Amen. And neither, one, and, and neither would any of us. And the second thing which really excites me about William Tenendale, he believed that all believers should be able to read the Bible in their own language. As a matter of fact, William Tyndale gave his life for that very purpose. So that you and I could read the Bible into English, William Tyndale was martyred. For what purpose? Because he translated God's Word into the English language. Not only did he translate all of the New Testament, but he translated in Hebrew. He was fluent in seven languages. And Hebrew and the Greek were two of them. And he translated all of the books, all of the five books of Moses also in the Old Testament. And then selective uh, uh, books in the Old Testament. See, back then when he lived in the 1500s, the Latin Vulgate was the only Bible. They would not allow the Bible to be printed in the common language of the people. They wanted to keep them prisoners to believe heresy. Aren't you glad you can open up the Bible and decide for yourself what the truth is? And before William Tyndale, that didn't happen. In 1525, 
William Tyndale printed the first copy ever of the New Testament into English. Four years earlier, in 1521, William Tenendale heard a guy say to him, you better get rid of all of God's laws rather than the laws of the Pope. To which William Tenendale replied, I defy the Pope and all his laws. If God spares my life, ere many years... I will cause a boy that driveth the plow shall know the scriptures. And that drove William Tenendale. That's the reason he got up in the mornings. That's the reason he worked all the day. That's the reason he was on the run for 10 years. And then betrayed by a friend was arrested 16 months in a dark dungeon. Ten years after, the first copies of the English New Testament began to arrive in England, packed in barrels of flour, boxes of cloth, any way they could camouflage the New Testaments and getting them into England. Ten years later, on Friday, October the 6th, 1536, Tenendale was executed. King Charles V, who was a Catholic king, said it was a crime, punishable by horrible torture, burning at the stake, or buried alive for anyone to read, to purchase, or possess any New Testament book. On that morning of October 6th, William Tenendale was tied to the stake. Faggots were placed around his body. A chain was placed around his neck. Back then they only burned alive Anabaptists. William Tenderdale was not an Anabaptist. So with the chain, when the command was given, the chain was tightened around his neck. He was strangled to death. And then the faggots that were encircling his body were lit, quickly consuming the body of William Tenderdale. How important was this book to William Tenendale? It cost him his life. He gave everything for the Bible. So that you and I today, sitting at Victor Baptist Church, can have a copy of the greatest book that has ever been printed. As a matter of fact, it was the first book when movable press was invented. It was the first book printed. It was the Bible.
The psalmist said in Psalm 119, verse 140, Thy word is very pure. Proverbs 30, verse 5 says, Every word of God is pure. The psalmist said in Psalm 119, verse 11, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The psalmist also said in Psalm 112, verse 1, Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, but delighteth greatly in his commandments. The psalmist said in Psalm 119, verse 89, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. We have, and I just want to give you some good things about the Bible, and then we'll look at some verses concerning the Bible. And if we have time, because the Bible is a book that never runs out. Somebody said, I don't have anything to preach. What? 66 books, 1189 chapters? That's a lot of good stuff, amen? You know, one of the great important things is that not only did men give their life for the Bible. By the way, 31,173 verses, and I could go further. It's God's book. God loved the world so much, not only did he give his son, that's recorded in the Bible, but he gave us his word. Made sure regardless of what man would do, Whether they burned the authors, they, he was still under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, would provide a copy of the Bible for us. Regardless of the mockers, regardless of the scoffers, regardless of the philosophers, regardless of the psychiatrist, regardless of the professors who daily in our Schools of higher learning across the United States make fun and refute God's Word. You say, does that discourage you, preacher? Well, to a certain extent, but it doesn't really discourage me. It just makes me realize the Bible is more true. It's God's book. tells me, and to me, I don't know, I've probably said maybe a couple of times already, this is the greatest thing about the Bible, and this is the greatest thing about the Bible. And the, the thing about it is there are so many great things about the Bible. Amen. What about the Bible? It's the only way I know how to be saved. I'd have to still believe the Pope. Or some preacher. Or some theologian. Or some good-mannered-minded people who are sincere, but sincerely wrong. So I know in the mornings and at eventides, when I pick up the Bible, 
pick up God's book. And it tells me how I could be saved. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think there's anything greater than somebody getting saved. It seals their eternal destiny. And I don't know of anything in a greater. I know we put a lot of different things about it, and we talk about a lot of different things, but honest and goodness, when I, you know, when I come back to the Bible, I cannot find about anything greater than the Bible is. It showed me how to be saved. Man took the Bible, and I didn't know how to be saved. And folks today don't know how to be saved. And I didn't know how to be saved. They said, trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. How do you trust the Lord? I'm a 27-year-old sinner. I wasn't seeking God. God was seeking me. How do I know how to trust the Lord? Well, call upon Him. Hey, call upon Him. What do you say? I was that ignorant of the Scriptures. But I'm not the only one. Most people are. Because they always want to tack on, well, you know, I'm doing the best I can. All those kinds of things. They don't click. They don't work. Amen? And so I pray that God would keep before us what Gypsy Smith, the fireball evangelist, said many, many, many years ago. Gypsy Smith had gotten older in age. Still loved the Bible. Loved it like when he got saved. He got through preaching. One evening, on up in age, this gentleman came up to him and said, uh, Gypsy, he said, I heard you preach years and years and years and years ago as a young man. He said, I heard you preach tonight. You still got the same fervor. You got the same, you don't have the same strength, but you got the same love you got. He said, tell me, Gypsy, what's the secret? You want to know the secret? Gypsy told him, sir, I've never lost the wonder of it all. I've never lost the wonder of it all. see, because before I got saved, I wasn't supposed to be saved. Everybody in my community had written me off. Everybody else will, but he won't. Everybody else will have a chance, but he doesn't. God had a different idea. I'm so glad. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad your name is recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life? That's the greatest thing in the world. I preached at a youth conference this past year on summertime, and I, and I took me a, a couple of cases of Bibles, about 100 teenagers, and, and uh, at the, uh, the last night I said, hey, listen, I want to give you something more valuable than a million dollars. And, oh, yeah, what's more valuable than a million dollars? And I said, if, uh, and I made it a little more uh, practical. I said, if I had a $100 bill and I gave you a $100 bill, and suppose I had a $100 bill, I gave each one of you teenagers a $100 bill and a teenager. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
$100 bill, $100 bill. I said, I'm going to give you something tonight more precious than $100 bill. I'm going to give each one of you a copy of the New Testament. And some of those kids in the church they had provided them, but they didn't have Bible. So you know what I wanted to do this morning is I just wanted to encourage us on the Bible. See, the Bible, the wonderful thing about the Bible, uh, and I say this often and it's so true, the Bible is not just a book of information, even though it is a great book of information. Not only about theological things, but about history, about science, about psychology, all of those things are covered in the Bible. But the Bible is a book of information that does something else. The Bible is a book of information that leads to transformation. It does something for us. I forgot the gentleman who made this quote. It's not my quote. But he said, everybody that reads the, he said, everybody that reads the Bible, the Bible is always doing something for them. And that's true. The Bible is a book, is God's book. It tells me how to be saved. It warns me, it guides me, it helps me, it gives me hope. It teaches me how to live. It tells me what is right. It tells me what is wrong. It tells me where I am going when I die. It tells me what happens after death. Everybody wants to know what happens after death. Well, for the Christian, absent from the body, present with the Lord. And folks need to know that. Amen? It tells me about the future. It tells me what is going to happen next prophetically. Jesus is coming. Hey, you know that, preacher? Because the Bible says so. Case closed. See, the Bible is, let me give you this. The Bible is a book that's inspired. It's God's book. 2 Peter 3.16. All Scripture is inspired. God breathed. And it's practical. See, when you give somebody a, a Bible, not only are you giving them God's inspired book, but you but you're giving uh, them something that's practical, that helps them to live daily. You know, not just about where they're going when they die. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse, verses 19, 20. Holy men of God spake as they were moved or borne along by the Holy Ghost. This is God's inspired book. Now I want you to see this verse. Not that this verse, Psalm 12, and uh, not that this verse is any greater than any other verse because all the verses in the Bible equal. Can I, can I hear an amen? But in the book of Psalm, Psalm 12, now I know the Bible is inspired, but has noticed verse 6. Of Psalm 12 says, The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of fire, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever.
ever. Not only is God's book an inspired book, God's book is a preserved book. According to John chapter 17 and verse 17, Jesus was talking to God the Father. It's His priestly prayer. It is the prayer of the Lord in Matthew. It's the model prayer, but in, in John 17, it's really the Lord's prayer because He prayed for us. And in John chapter 17 and 17, Jesus was talking to God the Father, and He said, Thy word is truth. So God's word is truth. Inspired, preserved truth. I got so much here, but don't have time. Uh, it, is, it is eternal, forever, preserved, for how long? Forever. I don't care. People can say what they want about it. They can mock it. They can do whatever. But God's Word is eternal. As I said a moment ago, it's practical. Um, thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy Word is a lamp. Unto my feet, a lamp. Here, a light unto my path. Shows me where to go. It's God's book. It's the greatest book ever written. It's enduring. It's powerful. I got verses here for all of these, and I need to close. And, uh, it's a powerful book. It's a precious book. According to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it's a book that is alive. Inspiration, a book of salvation, a book of condemnation, a book of conviction, a book of, uh, a book of revelation. But uh, here's what I really like. Of course, I like it all. I've said that before. Have <laughs> it's a book of invitation. After everything's come and gone and here and there and everything's been shook up and shook out and all the hurt and everything else, and Jesus still stands and says, Come unto me, all ye that labor in heaven laid, and I'll give you rest. And then he got right down to the book of, the, uh, of Revelation, right at the end. And you know that, that the Spirit and the bride say, Come. <laughs> Great thing about this Bible right here. It's a book of invitation. Oh, to this book I will cling of its worth I will sing, though great losses and crosses be mine. But I will not despair, though surrounded by care, while possessing this blessing divine. Lord, I thank you this morning for the Bible. I thank you for the kindness of Pastor Rader and letting me come back. And God, I pray your blessings upon Victory Baptist Church and a great church. Be with them in a special way, we pray. Thank you for the Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.